You're listening to New Zealand Entertainment Podcast with Wal, Jared, Yulia, two bros and a Russian chick, Hoski, Chickski. Dad is um, on the committee of a naturist club. Well, that's great, Mary. And, yeah, um, the lawns on a ride on lawnmower. Uh, we just hear Jared's uh, living room having a dinner party. This is Mary here telling me about her personal life. I hope uh, <laughs> Mary, TMI. I, I hope they sanitise the seats <laughs> on that ride on. <laughs> so here we are with Jared and Julia. Uh, the first time we've been in. Jared's house since he's been married. Jared, you're in the kitchen doing duties. We're in the kitchens. Uh, actually, we're um, outnumbered or equaled tonight by Russians and New Zealand. Yeah, it's actually, all Russians and Maori here. Because um, my wife Melanie's originally from Singapore. Yeah, Ma- uh, Mary's. Uh, Mary's. Where, where are you originally from, Mary? From uh, Taiwan. Oh, I thought she was North Shore and girl. And so the only two people. Actually born in this country, and you, me you, and you, moi and toi. I was going to say you and I, well, but what yeah, queer at home. Oh, there's two dogs. Thanks, Mary. Two dogs, <laughs> two girl dogs, a couple of kiwi dogs. Uh, we're all sheep dog over there. Yeah, that's Bella, the sheep dog, and Molly, the Molly Coddle Waddle Molly Whoppy all the way from Labrador. <laughs> Labrador heaven. Um, we're here because uh, Jared, you might not know, we've we've sort of bombed your. Dinner party here because uh, Yulia caught up with uh, some of the two of the two the ten tenors, and you caught up with the opera at the Magic Flute. So, quite a little bit of a water reunion. Water reunion. That's great. Great collaboration. We're going to we were talking to Cameron and Paul. Was it from the ten tenors? We were talking to Cameron and Paul. Yes, yes. Unique ten tenors. Yeah. Now, what was the opera like from the Magic Flute? There there any tenors in there? Any opera? Actually, the lead was a tenor. Yeah, the lead guy was a tenor. Um, not a very active tenor, but the show itself or the opera itself, it's spot on. Well, if you're a Mozart fan, you're going to love it anyway because the music. I was there. Who wrote it? Was it Mozart? Was it? Yeah, well, yeah, Mozart. Oh, yeah. The Magic Flute's probably his most famous opera. Um, but heaps of fun. Enchanted Forest, the flute that charms everyone. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, Mozart. They say if you're studying. If you put Mozart music on, the rhythms and the, uh, I was going to say opulence, but that's not right. Oscillation. Oscillation. The oscillation of his music is so bright and intense, it actually helps with your study and focus and concentration. So it's a good study, something to have when you're studying. Is that why they play classical music to plants in greenhouses sometimes? I don't know, but I felt the urge to pull out my maths book and start doing equations when I was at the opera. Yeah. No, visually it's really, 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 really good. It's amazing. They put so much money into those things, so much time. It's fantastic. It's a th- almost a three-hour show. Three-hour show. Ten tenors. Yulia, uh, what was it like for you interviewing Cameron and Paul? Well, it was amazing actually because Cameron, he's a Kiwi boy. He's uh, uh, he's in Auckland uh, well, about six six month uh, six month a year, and Paul, he's from Melbourne. So they're both touring all around the world, and it's actually 
was amazing to get to know them personally. And uh, I feel like I made a great, good friendship with them. Yeah, yeah, you're getting quite well. We're going to listen to that interview right now after Jared does the dishes. I was going to say any romance, but no, no, not of course. Yeah. <laughs> hey, enjoy the interview. It's pretty unique. And I think, um, yeah, the questions were quirky. Were the questions good? Yeah, they were great. Quick. They're quick and witty. I thought they were great. And you got them in sticky situations where they actually had to think about their answers. Yeah, that's which is not. <laughs> yeah, so guys, enjoy the interview. Um, and we'll talk soon. And we'll be back with Jared, Yulia, straight after this. Well, let's get started. Mm-hmm. It won't be very usual interview. It will be like a few blitz questions and a couple of random questions. So it will be all over the show. But anyways, let's start. So considering how many countries you travel, do you move houses quite a lot too? Uh, No, I keep the same house um, and I'm usually there about five months a year. It's kind of like a glorified storage place. It just has all my furniture and then I visit it sometimes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes. What about you, Paul? Absolutely. Um, Because we do travel so much, house, our home is normally the bus. So, you know, some people just keep their stuff in storage or they just keep going home to to one place all the time, you know, just to restock and reload and off we go again but you do have your home yeah in Melbourne yeah that's good that's good Um, now I'd like you to think of the time when you were a kid and when you discovered this talent and how you wanted just to share it with the whole world what were the feelings like Um, I kind of started sort of late-ish really Um, I was a teenager and um, I kind of got into it through acting and things like that, and then I discovered that I could sing. And I'm just um, at high school. I got a role in, a, in, in, in West Side Story, and you know, it was um, that's kind of it just went from there. And uh, my first love is performance, really, and then the music, um, obviously, is now grown to sure, be sure. equal. But it, it began with performance. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Same. I was a bit of a late bloomer too. Um, I love music. But I think I fell in love with the idea of trying to perfect such a difficult art, which takes so long to perfect. Sorry, and um, and that sort of becomes addictive. Um, and we're still—I think that's why each night we go off, and you never hear any of us come off stage and go, "Yeah, that was perfect," because it never is. You know what I mean? So that—that's addictive. Yeah. 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 I'm a bit of performer too because I do dancing Latin American and I sort of know how it feels and I'm such a perfectionist so it is never a perfect thing for me so I do feel for you. Um, And taking memories back to childhood, your parents, um, were they taking you out to theatres and shows and opera um, when you were little? Yeah, it's a funny one actually, especially being here in the Aotea Centre mm-hmm. because I didn't really come from a musical family but then when I actually think back to it, some really uh, strong memories of my childhood were maybe going to see shows like here at the Aotea Centre. Um, I saw like NZSO or I saw, I think it was Me and My Girl maybe that I saw mm-hmm. here at the Aotea Centre and I was about eight years old and I remember it really having an impact but I didn't sort of realise at the time the impact that it had. Okay. So yeah. My father's side of the family are all very musical. Uh, they're all Italian, so it's it's basically in our nature to just get together and lunches are usually turn into a, a big sing-along. Big play, yeah, exactly, big concert. Um, and mum's, I remember mum always bringing me to piano lessons and singing lessons since I was young, always encouraging. So I guess I had it from both angles. Um, and yeah, so hard not to fall in love with it, but yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic, because I'm, I'm sure you're grateful for your parents and... <coughs> And same with me, they did exactly the same thing, hence my feel for the music is huge. Um, 
And I did a little calculation, and uh, you do 260 shows a year, is that right? Yeah. Uh, about that time. So it's 365 days in a year, <laughs> and it's 115 days left for you uh-huh. when you don't wear a suit, right? And I guess half of that you rehearse, mm-hmm. and what do you do? You have holidays, do you go on breaks? So. Yeah. Um, I think the thing that's probably different from most people is the fact that we like to have our holidays at home mm-hmm. because we're on the road so much. Like, our holiday is going home and walking down the street to your local coffee shop, maybe going to the gym or going for a walk <laughs> around the neighbourhood. You know, that's our holiday. Yeah, yeah. So, um, for me, that's in Wellington. And for you, that's in, um, in Melbourne. Yeah, just um, being normal. Just being normal, yeah, yeah. yeah. Having a normal day, getting up, having a coffee, meeting up with a friend. That's, that's yeah. a special highlight. Because, you know, we do miss Christmases, Easter's. Like I think we've missed two, three Christmases in, in a row, and you know, again, we're having such close families, we they're big events, so to miss them is almost hard. On, they're the hardest moments on tour, but um, yeah. So, so it's appreciating simple things in life, exactly. really. Yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome, awesome. So tell me, what's the biggest risk you've taken that you feel has paid off? Of course, in your career. Part? The risk. It's a hard question. I actually. To be honest, getting this job um, in a way because it was, happened very quickly for me. Um, I uh, was I bumped into a friend of a friend who happened to be Paul's friend, and Paul's our on-tour music director. Mm-hmm. And we were just chatting in a bar one night here in Auckland, and she said to me, "Oh, my friend Paul is the music director mm-hmm. of the Ten Tenors, and I think they're looking for somebody." And I and I was like. I was like, oh, okay. She was like, send me your stuff. And so I sent the stuff. And then we did, and, and, then, and then over Skype That's over about so four days. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, it, was it, was, it was, yeah. And I think it was just a matter of having the right skill set and you guys needed someone quickly. And um, I can still remember reading the email that, it, um, that you got and it said, like, uh, that you sent to me or that DJ sent to me. And it said, um, although we have never, dot, dot, dot. And I thought, oh, I haven't got it. But it was like, although we haven't done this before, or like, although this is unusual, we would like to offer you a job, you know, but it, I was like jumping around the house and yeah, it was normally great. the audition process is, is quite lengthy. So this was <clears throat> unlike anything we've ever done before because yeah. although, you know, you can, you can tell if someone can sing, but as a person, that's so important to us. You know, even just having a chat with you guys, you know, doing a lot of TV and that's so important to us. So... Yeah, and living together living, on a, in yeah, such close quarters well, on yeah. tour. Of yeah. course. Oh, what yeah. an exciting time. Yeah. What's the biggest risk for you, Ben? For me, um, I think growing up and hearing people say, you know, what else, the comment does come up a lot where they say, oh, you're doing arts or music, what's your backup? And just being able to go, no, that's, that's what I'm doing wholeheartedly and just taking that risk and just putting everything into it paid off, I mm. think. And I think, I think you can only achieve greatness if you give everything you have. I think if you're holding back, then you you can't really ever achieve what you really want to personally achieve. That's beautiful. That's mm. beautiful. And risks that has failed you? Failed me? Oh, gosh. Sticky questions. Yeah, sticky <laughs> questions. <laughs> Asking the hard ones. Uh, trying to think. Can you fail from a risk? Yeah, that's, that's true. That's the risk Nice one. Yeah. yeah, I feel like, you know... Uh, Probably like hip hop dancing or yeah, something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I tried that I when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. love it. Yeah, it's <laughs> great. Or, or, or playing rugby. I was never very good oh, at that. Yeah. I tried, but it didn't really didn't really happen. It's authentic Kiwi. You had to try. Yeah, it, at yeah, least. Yeah. yeah. Anything for you? I, I don't I don't think you can fail from a risk. I think if you um, if you're putting if you're putting everything on the line and you don't achieve the outcome you get, I think there's still something to be learned from that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I, and I think you won't make the same mistake again. So then you've probably end up winning anyway so great yeah
Good answer. <laughs> um, what song, whether it's from your least um, or any other song that inspires you and makes you feel stronger? Oh, <laughs> Look, there's a song which actually in our show at the moment, which uh, it's like the funny thing with singing a show, like I think it's about 20, 26, 27 songs yeah. that we do every night. And every night, you kind of a different song and we'll touch you in a different way. Do you know what I mean? And sort of even though you're doing the songs over and over again, the audience, the place you are, the thing that might have happened to you that day that really changes what song means something to you. And there's a song at the moment which is really, well, the last couple of shows really what I felt very connected to it, and that is um, Heroes by David Heroes. Bowie. Um, yeah, and it's, it's on it, like sometimes it, I, I, have a, I have a little bit at the beginning that I get to sing, and it just, it's such a gift, and I just, just love singing it so much and that, and, that, and that makes me feel stronger and powerful and all those all those good things really inspiring yeah. used to be an opening song as well uh, uh, no no it's a if, if that was Here's to the Heroes Here's to the Heroes yeah. this is brand new this is particular yeah this is a brand new song yeah and for you for me in this show I think Lullaby mm. Billy Joel's Lullaby that'd be my number two yeah because yeah. it's a time where there's so much happening in the show this is at a time where everything just gets stripped back it's just ten voices and a piano and I, I, yeah, it's a, it's a bit, it's complex but simple and yet beautiful. Yeah. It's like a cappella. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, nice. just with a bit of piano accompaniment. So. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, what's one dream you've achieved that you're most proud of? I guess might be becoming. Yeah, I mean, I think like Paulie touched on it before you know like especially coming from countries like Australia New Zealand where it's very much that kind of the outdoorsy sporty kind of lifestyle like the whole notion of having a career in the arts is not really a possibility for a lot of people and I remember when I began singing and stuff my mum was like oh come on go be a lawyer or something you know what I mean and then and then like it's a really great achievement to actually say to people you say oh you know I'm a singer I'm a working singer they're like oh well what's your day job you say oh no no I'm a, I'm a singer you know and it's a really cool feeling to be able to, to, to say that and you know we I mean like every job on tour it can be tough all that sort of stuff but at the end of the day you can't really complain about singing songs with people that you get on with so well in cities all around the world you know like it's uh, we're pretty we've worked really hard but we're also really um, really lucky to um to be here you really own that profession mm. yeah. yeah we get to meet incredible people we get to see amazing things in the world like growing up my family never traveled much so to be able to travel and then do what you love doing and then you know even get paid for it yeah, it's quite yeah, nice yeah, yeah. um yeah and then as of late my brother was in the group so that was an, another that was a real dream i was like you know something when we're older to look back on just have a chat hey, remember when we were here when we were there on stage together something i never thought would happen so yeah, so it smart. is through your family. Are you going to pass that on to your kids? Absolutely. Yeah. If they love it, but I'll introduce it to them if they like it, Fantastic. which I'm sure they will. Of course, <laughs> of course they will. Fantastic. Um, well, what, what is the strangest thing that a fan of yours did to you, Eva, except for dragging you out for an interview? <laughs> No, look, we have some amazing fans, don't we? Some re- there's actually a couple of fans that who that they've travelled all the way from Germany to for this New Zealand tour, and um, it's not strange. It's actually really lovely. Um, this um, this uh, it, it was my birthday about four days ago, um, and uh, uh, one of the fans knitted me some socks because it's cold in New Zealand. So that was so that was really nice. Yeah, it should, so it's not strange. It was actually really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think anything strange has ever happened. It's, I'm just trying to think of all the times and. I think it's, it's all just been really nice. Like, without the fans, we don't have... There's no point, do you know what I mean? They're, they're the ones that come and, you know, they always give that extra 
you know we have especially our German fans they're, they're amazing they follow us sometimes they'll come to every show of tour and they're just vibing and they're having a good time and sometimes if you haven't had a great day and you see that it just perks you up a little bit so yeah now they're all great you do perform in Germany quite a lot mm. what what is the connection Oh, I think it was the... I'm not sure which year it was. It was in the early 2000s, wasn't it? I think it was, yeah, uh, very close to when the group started. Mm, yeah. Yeah, they they um, performed as a guest act on Eurovision uh, at the final, and that's kind of how, uh, the, yeah. that's how the ball got rolling in Europe, really. They had like a week set down in, in Germany, and they just sold out everything. And they said, well, let's go on tour then. And that just sold out and just became a snowball effect. Amazing. Yeah. Speaking of Eurovision, what's your word on this last one? Say again? Eurovision. Eurovision. Oh, yeah. well, Paulie probably talk about that because of the Australian Dummy. entry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we came second. I think it's great. Yeah, I think yeah. I think um, you know music brings people together. So why not? That's a, it. Gets you know there's a lot of debate, but I think it's as simple as that. Yeah. You know you can talk yeah. as much as you like, but people are having fun. It's not hurting anybody. Then I say thumbs up. Yeah. Any comments on that last one this year? <laughs> yeah, there's been lots of debate in Russia because I'm from Russia originally, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's been um, quite a lot going on there. Uh, but you're right, it is just a reunion of all the nations, I think. It's, uh, it's great that we have it. Um, back to socks. Um, what color of socks do you wear most of the time? Well, <laughs> well uh, I, I discovered today that I have a hole in my shoe. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm wearing black socks, but they've got little green bits green there. Guy. So that's yeah, the colour that I have. It's close to a camera. Yeah, there we go. And my green black little green pinky. Sock. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I was saying to Paulie, can I get away with these for the interview? And, 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 and he was like, oh, yeah, mate, it's all good, it's all good. It's all, oh, you know, no, shabby chic up, or something, no, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Musicians are human after all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, um, I actually meant to buy some more, but they didn't have my size. So, uh, anyway. Socks or shoes? Shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and how many pairs of shoes you own? Oh, oh uh, I've only got three on tour with me because yeah, because I don't too. yeah because I don't like to carry too much. Same, yeah, yeah. Pack yeah. light, pack yeah. light. Only three on tour. Oh, it must be seeds that you have yeah, most well, of um, them. Our, our performing clothes, we don't have. Like, they get looked after they, oh, by um, by the backstage crew. Yeah, so right. yeah. And how many of those? Um, in, in the crew. Um, so our traveling crew is about five or six. Yeah, about that. Yeah, and then they have local Locals. crew. As well from every theatre, so mm-hmm. I think it, like usually it's about twenty or so. Um, yeah, yeah, every night. But then we've got our sound guy, lighting guy, um, our monitors, mm-hmm. our in-ear monitors mm-hmm. guy. Then we have tour manager, tour manager, yeah. and, t- um, and then we've got another, um, another kind of mm-hmm. crew member who the worker guy. Yeah. Fantastic, mm. fantastic. Okay, what else I've got? Um, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, out of all places that you haven't been to, what would be the most desired one you'd want to go to? Ooh, I, we did a big tour of um, America both in 2014 and um, just at, at, at the end of 2015. Uh, and we did a show just outside Chicago, but we didn't get to see Chicago. And we flew out of Chicago, but we were there for like about five seconds. And I really would love to see, because we've done New York, we've done LA, we've done New Orleans, we've done Seattle, we've done Atlanta, we've done... Uh, Dallas um, this year, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, Chicago is one city in America where I'd love to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to do Italy. Uh, yeah, oh, of course. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Well, we both speak Italian, so and there's, uh, we you know we've been yeah. it's been 
my sixth year in in the group, and I'm still hanging for that Italian. Yeah, so you know, there's a real bit of history there. So I'd love to go back and see what that would be like. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So. I think I'd probably just eat too much, so I probably shouldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be fine. The teenagers will like look yeah, after yeah. you. Oh, that's funny. Uh, you have an amazing uh, show program that people do love, and they do love it for a reason. In fact, you you are called the rock stars of opera. Um, So the mix of you know Michael Jackson and uh, um, gosh Queens and uh, you name it. Uh, what would be the most challenging song that you were to convert from this hip hoppy kind of popular music into more classical genre, but so that everybody would still love it? Yeah, I think that's well. I mean, first of all, we have an arranger who does all the musical arrangements, so he does that, and I think. Um, I think the trick really, well, because I'm, I'm an opera trained singer, and the thing that I've learned, and, and I've never really sung that many of the other styles, but really before I joined the Ten Tenors, and I, like, I found the trick for me was actually just approaching each song uh, and just a- approaching the text of the song and the words of the song and just trying to be truthful to that, and then really you can't go wrong if you're just kind of trying to engage with what the song's really about no matter what the style is but uh, from a technical point of view there are a lot of hurdles to be overcome with the jumping from opera to rock to pop uh, and that's probably one of the that's one of the biggest challenges of the job really I think is to sustain a show of 26-27 songs one minute you're singing Essendorma next minute you're singing Anything for Love next minute you're singing Lullaby you know and then it's kind of yeah and, 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 and this little guy is like what are you doing to me you know and then and so you've got to try to negotiate your way through that yeah Well, I let you go. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure meeting you both personally. Ta-da! We're back. Oh, it's been so long. We're now uh, we're halfway through the dinner party here. And dessert was served. Oh, dessert! Uh, what was on the menu tonight, uh, Jared? Just refresh our memoirs. Uh, we had lamb, not lamb shanks, uh, lamb, lamb things. You know, chops, not but not lamb chops. When they all come together with the ribs. Lamb ribs. What are they called? Ribs. Ribs. Yeah. Yeah. Ribs? Uh, medium rare. Medium rare cutlets, that's the one. There's no blood going on, so no uh, Twilight reenactments there. <laughs> Nobody turned into a Dracula. Oh, no. Um, that was a good, good interview there, Yuli. You did well. You got anything else coming up? Have you, is there anybody else you want to interview coming up soon? Oh. Everybody, everybody who comes to Auckland. Watch out, Jared. She's after your job as uh, co-host. Yeah, look, I want to want to say um, you're welcome. Are you coming to this paper mache boulder? Is actually really quite heavy because we need some people covering that. Yes, I'm first in the row. You know, always front row. Yeah, I want to go to the second row because I know in the front row you always get hit by stuff. Yeah, um, this movie will be shocking. Actually, I did one thing. Uh, it will shock New Zealanders. <laughs> That's what they said about the Paul Henry show. What about the world? <coughs> will it shock the world? It's already making shockwaves uh, and they're resounding through London. Of course, it's picked up Best Comedy in Boston. World's oldest science fiction festival picked up Best Comedy and it's in that big, as we said before. But I'll say it again because I know Will hasn't put that podcast out yet. So when this one comes out, we're bases <laughs> covered. a couple behind. I've still got the 10 tennis. What? what are you doing every time? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, you, you like recording, but you don't like posting, eh? You like holding the mic, but you don't like sitting down and... <laughs> putting these out 
I hear I hear the movie's oscillating internationally. Yeah. Yeah, and sh- and shame on um well, I won't say shame on. But look, before I say anyone's name, but look, it would be great if the film commission actually came to the party and sponsored and bought the movie or something and promoted it. Hey, listen, I've got to go home and edit the show now so I can post it up, Jared. <laughs> yes. Don't hold me up. Make it a quick dessert, thanks. Take care of it. That's <laughs> hey, so us. Keep it real. Keep it on the streets. We'll talk to you guys soon. Have an epic evening. It's great. It's good to have uh, you back, uh, the podcast back in the house again, back in the home, the Wadi Fuddy, uh, right here. <laughs> we can actually hear our voices now back again. Yeah, back to our voices. Thank you very much. Um, look, it's good to have the dogs here as well and the two Russians. Um, it's three now. Three in the house. <laughs> three Russians in the house. And, and yeah, two actually, two bros and three Russians. Yeah, but before I sign off, um, because Yulia is from Russia. Here we go. Uh, the two guests over there, you remember their names really well because yeah, they're common names in Russia. Is that, is that right? How do you say them again? Uh, Dima and Elena. Dima and Elena. Yeah, so I don't even know what we're doing over there. They think we're being yeah. clicky. It's like Damon and Elaine. Elaine. That would be the New Zealand version or the English version. Yeah, so quite common. Not that common, but yeah. Oh, Yulia is actually quite very common too. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And here, of course, we say Julie. Yeah. And we say Horny. Yeah. Yeah. Or Jared. Julia. But I trained you to say Yulia. Dosvidan, you guys. Let's Dosvidan you out on this one. Dosvidan, yeah. Dosvidan, yeah. Dosvidan, yeah. Dan Dan. <laughs>